welcome to podcast number 39 of NICU and Beyond with Tracy and Stacy. It has been very, very, very difficult to get together with Stacy with her night shift and me working day shift. I am going to do this podcast alone, but know that I am truly missing my podcast partner to do this podcast. Today's topic is going to be red flags for developmental delays in infants. Premature infants tend to have more developmental delays. We can see developmental delays in children that are full term. This is going to be just a generalized red flag sheet for parents in general. So what does red flags mean when it comes to development? These are subtle signs or things that we notice about our babies and our small children that may not be with the norm or that it's showing some type of delay in their development. So let's start from the beginning when the baby is a newborn, birth to three. Here's some examples of some things that might throw us red flags that we might want to get checked out by a developmental therapist, the doctor, or early intervention. The baby only likes to be in a certain position. The baby tends to have a flat head, either the sides or the back of the head that is not getting much better. They're having feeding difficulties, either by breastfeeding or bottle feeding. The movements on one side of the body isn't the same as the other side of the body, and we call that asymmetry of movement. There could be some arching of the baby's back or of their body. Abnormal muscle tone. They're either really stiff, they don't feel really relaxed, or they're really floppy when you're holding them. Poor eye contact with people or objects that are pretty close to their eye level, 9 to 12 inches. Baby turns their head to only one side of the body. They have had a traumatic birth history and they have a history of prematurity. Let's look at some red flags in the four to six month category. Here's some examples. They dislike tummy time. There's continued preference looking to one side, continued arching of the back or the neck, tightness on one side of the body, fisting of one or both hands, lacking a variety of movements on the back or their belly, lack of eye contact, lack of cooing or making sounds, decreased rolling or propping up on their forearms. Let's now look at seven to nine months. Some of the things that you saw earlier after birth may still appear and integrate in a different way. Let's take some examples. They're unable to bring their hands together at midline. Again, using one side of the body more than the other side. Unable to sit up on their own. They're not using both sides of the body together. Still having decreased tracking of toys or people, especially the ones in immediate family. So they should recognize their siblings, their moms, their dads, and grandparents. Difficulty bearing weight on their hands or legs. Decreased bringing toys to their mouths with their hands. Decreased desire to move or reach for toys. And now looking at 10 to 12 months, 
you will see some of the prior earlier things carry over into this age range. Continued lack of variability in movement. Continued lack of desire to move. Continued preference to use one side of the body. Continued decrease making sounds or screeching noises. Continued lack of desire to move toys from one hand to the other. Consistent asymmetrical movement patterns from the extremities. Difficulty with grasping and releasing objects. Poor eye contact. Continued feeding problems. Lack of interest in playing with toys. Consistently standing or cruising on tiptoes. Now, I'm not saying that everything on this list means there is something wrong with your baby or toddler, but it might be worth getting them checked out, as I said, by professionals that know what they're actually looking for. I think the hardest thing for parents when I worked in the NICU and then again out into early intervention is that parents don't exactly know what they're looking for. Sometimes things are pretty apparent that something's wrong. The parent's like, I see this. It doesn't seem normal. And that's great. But there's other subtle things that they are not old or educated to be looking for. So for me as a pediatric OT, I am very used to like checking out a baby when I'm just sitting there looking around at a restaurant, just making sure that their development looks right on cue. I'm constantly looking for uh, babies and children that might be having some developmental delays and what I am trained to do. And that's what I love to do. That's why I did start two different websites. My first website is parentnicuconnection.com. That is for parents of premature infants. When they're transitioning them over, it can be a very difficult time, a very stressful time when it should be a very joyful time. You can certainly check that website out. And this coming weekend, I am actually going to be launching my new website, which is called PediatricEducationDevelopmentServices.com, or PEDS for short. What this website does is I have online courses that I have made, not only for new therapy graduates that are looking to get into the pediatric specialty, but also for parents of premature infants and parents that have birth to three that may have some difficulties with sleep and other developmental things that they don't know where to find things on Dr. Google. So certainly check those out. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you got some information that might be helpful for you and your baby. I am praying that Stacy will be back in a couple of weeks so we can do podcast number 40 together. Thank you for listening. If you like us, please like us. If you want to follow us, that's even better. And again, you can find us at www.parentnicuconnection.com or pediatric education development services. Have a great day. Bye.